The Lord taught us in number 88 on page 243 of our path what it means when we say that Jesus Christ is the light. And the Lord said to us, only love radiates the light of God. For his light is love. The light of Jesus Christ is love that suffers for all and with all. Love and pain and sorrow. Love that enters into the brokenness of humanity and receives her brokenness into himself to heal and restore her in God. Love receives her wounds and bears them upon his body to heal her with the balm of his tenderness in mercy. This is the light of the world. This is love, the word incarnate. First, it's beautiful to hear the Lord speak in the feminine tense in her, because it is the bridegroom speaking of the church. He's speaking of his bride, both man and woman. And when it says that he enters into each of us, he's speaking that he enters into our hearts to receive the brokenness of our masculinity and femininity. And this is important because this week we read from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, and verse 21 through 23 says this, For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, fornication, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and they defile a man. Therefore, Jesus Christ, the new Adam, the God-man, has to enter into the depth, the recesses of each of our hearts and receives all our garbage. And he suffers profoundly and deeply in the grief of God our brokenness, our woundedness, our manhood and womanhood that has been distorted from the way that God created man and woman to be 
in his image and likeness. And what really touched me again as I pondered this teaching this time is that there is something so beautiful that I understood here. The path the Lord is constantly telling us that he wants to bring forth in each of us a new creation. What is this new creation for us men and women? It is the creation of the new Adams in our men and the new Eves in us women. Through the redemption, through the blood, the cross of Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection, the Lord wants to restore us again from the beginning in the image and likeness of God. And, and it's Jesus the man is teaching us here how to love. And part of what manhood lost from the garden was his capacity to provide, protect, and defend the garden and Eve, his wife, his spouse. And here, Jesus Christ is revealing a true manhood, a manhood that provides profound love and tenderness by being intimately attentive to the innermost parts of the heart of his bride, the church, each of us. That is true manhood. And then he teaches that the way for a man to truly love is that he's willing to receive her brokenness and suffer it deeply in his manly heart and then give her his tenderness physically through his gaze, through his touch, through his kiss, through his words. This is true manhood restored. Therefore, as men and women, as we enter this through the grace of God, through the help and fire of the Holy Spirit to live this way of loving, our manhood and womanhood are restored in divine love and mercy. This is amazing. The second part of this teaching from the Lord, he speaks to us and he invites us to love in this way. And he says to us, receive my wounds the sin, brokenness, and oppression of your brothers and sisters so that you can radiate my light in the darkness. 
This is love. The love of the world is self-seeking and self-centered. But the love of God is self-giving. It's interesting also because when I reflected on this teaching from three years ago, I also saw that through the years, I kept coming back to this teaching because I have struggled deeply trying to live it. And I understood that there's actually two parts to the love that Jesus invites us to. First is to receive the brokenness and woundedness of the men and women and children that God has placed in my life and to suffer it with him. That's, we see a big part of the path. And I would say that that has come easier for me. But I understood where I have been struggling is the second part. To give tenderness and mercy to the souls in my life that are my crown of thorns. To the souls that keep hurting me deeply in my heart, feminine heart. And as I have struggled to love in tenderness and mercy, I have discovered that in my heart there is profound anger and resentment, frustration, disappointment, and discouragement that I have to constantly, constantly, constantly be battling against. And that has given me a lot of self-knowledge. Yet at the end, the Lord says, but the love of God is self-giving. And you see, that is how man and woman from the beginning was created. There was a total dignity of equality in both man and woman. And God created man and woman to live in communion, in relationship with him, God, Trinity. And that this help of a, both man and woman be a help that is self-giving, a love that pours itself out to each other. Therefore, as we live this path and enter the depth of the love of God, we are confronted with our brokenness as men and women. And through seeing the level of our brokenness, through the grace of God, through his help, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through our perseverance, through our faithfulness to get up and try again, little by little, God begins to restore us. But the key is to truly enter our hearts. And Father Ron and I have spoken a lot about this. 
because the more and more Father Ron lives the path, the more and more priests and seminarians that he speaks to, and even lay women all over the place, he realizes more and more how few men and women, but especially men, especially our priests and seminarians, how few have truly entered into the depth and recesses with the Holy Spirit of their own hearts. We have discovered that one of the things most lacking in our seminary and in our seminaries is the formation of the heart. And because of that, because such few men especially have entered in their hearts to do this work of the heart, as Jesus Christ says so specifically in Mark 7, and how he, the man, lives in the heart, connected. He is connected to our hearts. We have few men, few priests that actually can give good spiritual direction. And therefore, the restoration in Christ of entering the heart is so crucial for the powerful work of transformation the Holy Spirit wants to complete in us. So the path brings us from the beginning to the heart. The path is the formation of the heart. Another point I would like to make from my meditation is page two of the notes. It says this. I must, like Jesus, humble myself by becoming the servant of the people most difficult to love. I must choose to serve them with tenderness and mercy. That was a profound Meditation for me. The people most difficult to love. The souls in my life that are my crown of thorns. True servant, the servant that Jesus Christ came to serve, not to be served. Serves by receiving our brokenness. So true humility for me personally and for each of you is to serve with tenderness the souls that are actually our crown of thorns. That's tough. So here we get to another point and that is relationships. God created man and woman to live in relationship, profound relationship in God. And therefore, we cannot be transformed as men and women outside 
of relationships. And if you see carefully on page 171 of our path, the Lord says this to us. Ponder every relationship and situation in your lives where you are not loving with me, through me, and in me. Then God is so practical. He gives us an assignment to yourselves. Why? Why is it so difficult to love this person or to love in these situations? It is precisely in those situations and with those persons where you need to be purified. Therefore, this teaching of Jesus Christ, number 88, is going to take me to the relationships in my life with the souls that are a constant struggle for me. And I have to ask myself, not what's wrong with the other person. <laughs> That's not what the Lord is saying. <laughs> not what's wrong with your husband or with each of your children or with that community member. What's wrong with me? Why can't I love this difficult person? And if we are really sincere with ourselves, we're going to discover where our manhood and womanhood is mostly wounded and distorted. And this year in our retreat in both Colombia and in the United States, I wanna focus very much on manhood and womanhood, especially entering the purification of the nails. That's going to be our retreat this year. So I don't want to say too much. I would like this meditation tonight to serve as a preparation for our retreat this year. But then, again, if we go to page 294 of our path, the Lord again takes us to relationships. And on number 106, tenderness through our hands, Jesus tells us this, which I think we've memorized this sentence. Choose to love those most difficult to love. I think that's one sentence a lot of us have memorized. Why? <laughs> because it's so difficult to love our crown of thorns in whatever soul is piercing us the most. And then he says, you must always 
choose love, patience, and tenderness, and never give in to anger and resentment. That is how Christ loves the new Adam. And as we come in contact with our inability as men and women to truly love in this way, as we face our misery and our brokenness and our woundedness, that brings us to humility. It brings us to total dependence on God. And it is there, begging him, living with the reality that I am not capable of loving in this way. And knowing the immensity of God's love for me as truly the man that has, the God-man that has provided, protected, and defended me, we begin to be more and more transformed into a new creation. And that is very much the process in that teaching that we saw in Father Sizik. And there was an example I gave to you from his book, He Leadeth Me. And one of the things, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to share one thing to show you this process that he enters deep within his own heart. He says, I had to have constant recourse to prayer, one thing, to the eyes of faith, to a humility that could make me aware of how little my own efforts meant and how dependent I was upon God's grace, even for prayer and faith itself. And we need to get to the same place. Then he goes on to say at the end, it was only by struggling with such feelings, however, that growth occurred. What feelings are we struggling with as we try to love by receiving the brokenness of those that hurt us, suffering this with purity in God, and giving to the person that is constantly hurting me tenderness in mercy, which means that when I gaze at that person, my eyes aren't ready to kill him or her. It means that when I gaze at that person, he sees the mercy of God in my eyes. It means that I can embrace and hug that person. It means that when I speak 
I can speak with words of love and not give it like in Spanish we say fun, fun, you know, like little stabbings. And when we're really attentive to our hearts as the path teaches us, we know when we speak to someone and the words that just came out of our mouth, even in the most subtle way, had the contamination of our resentment. It's like, I know it. I can't hide that anymore. And therefore, I am confronted before God to deal and give him and live transparent before God my constant work with resentment and anger and frustration. And that's what Father Sizik had to do. And he actually becomes a saint. And he's up for the process of beatification. He had to struggle constantly. Therefore, if we're struggling constantly with our brokenness, that's humility. That's being real and transparent before ourselves and God. And that will always bring forth growth because that's true humility and true dependence. And God will always, always, always bless that effort because it's so real. When we stop hiding behind the fake saint or hiding behind perfectionism, then God can do great things with us.